Hello and welcome to Macpreneur, the show that explores how entrepreneurs from all around the world run their business on Apple Gear. My name is Damien Schloss and here we go for episode 20. So, last week I shared what I understand about Article 32 of the General Data Protection Regulation, GDPR, and uh, more importantly, I shared universal security best practices, whether or not your business needs to comply with GDPR. This week, I'll dive deeper into the fundamentals of Mac security by guiding you through the audit that I have prepared for entrepreneurs and small business owners here in Luxembourg. By the way, this audit, including a summary report, is priced at 95 euros for my local clients. And as a Macpreneur listener, you have the privilege to get the audio version for free. Now, if you'd like something more concrete and go through the audit uh, digitally, I have prepared a self-assessment form coupled with a 30 minutes Skype call with me to discuss your results as well as my suggestions for improvement. And using the coupon code PODCAST, you'll get 45 euros off the normal price. Now, to benefit from this offer, simply click on the link in the show notes available at macpreneur.com forward slash episode 20. Now, let's go through the audit. The first thing to check is whether you have the version of macOS running on, a, on your computer is one of the three latest versions, meaning either 10.12 Sierra, 10.13 High Sierra or 10.14 Mojave. And whether or not you have installed the most recent subversion and security updates. The next part is to look at your user account password. So is it unique and is it strong enough? And by strong, I mean, does it have at least 12 characters mixing digits, upper and lowercase letters and symbols? And do you need to put your password immediately after sleep or screensaver begins. This is also important because there is a window of opportunity if whenever the screen saver starts, if somebody can still enter into your user account session without needing the, the password. The next thing to check are the restrictions regarding installation of applications. So the best is to restrict apps coming from the App Store or coming from identified developers, meaning developers that sign their applications with a certificate that is um, trusted by Apple. The next thing that I check is whether or not the hard drive is totally encrypted. And that's uh, using a feature called FileVault. And so it means that when FileVault is activated, 
even if someone would steal your computer and your computer is shut down and they would try to get into to read the hard drive by putting it in another machine for instance they would not be able to read the data because it would be totally encrypted and protected by by a, a password the next thing that i check is when whether or not the firewall has been turned on and the firewall is just a mechanism that protects your machine from the outside but more importantly also from within your uh, local network imagine you have a smart device in your house or in your office that gets uh, compromised it would not be possible for that uh, compromised device to uh, try to get into your computer if you have turned on the, the local uh, firewall the next thing that is important to look at is what apps have access to your contacts your calendar your reminders the photos the camera the microphone and so on so especially if you install uh, new applications on a weekly basis it's important to revisit the privacy pane and look at which apps have access to privacy related uh, data now talking about privacy from third-party apps there is also some privacy from apple itself and uh, here i recommend to turn off the mac analytics uh, sharing capabilities but also the icloud analytics uh, sharing uh, capabilities then there is an option to require an administrator password to access the system-wide preferences it's a way to lock down part of system preferences from regular users or so non-admin users now let's look at iCloud because some of the data that you have uh, is synchronized through iCloud it's important to have the same um, password strength than with your user uh, account local user account password so the same drill is your iCloud ac uh, account password at least 12 characters long and mixing digits upper and lowercase letters as well as symbols now in addition to that strong password did you activate two-factor authentication for your iCloud account and then I go one step further and in the audit I'm going to verify whether or not the trusted phone number is still valid because uh, if your trusted phone number is not valid then it will be much more complicated to recover your account in case you lose all of your devices and you forget your password and the final iCloud related parameter that I look at is find my Mac 
it's especially useful for laptops and so the MacBook Airs or MacBook Pros because there is a higher risk of losing it or getting it uh, stolen. Now I recommend to activate it as well even for desktop computers because you never know whether there will be a theft in uh, your office or in your house and especially if your office has uh, big windows um, and there is a uh, a lot of people walking by seeing your iMac or your Mac Pro when you're not in your office. Coming back to the App Store, did you configure your computer to automatically check for operating systems updates and make sure that it automatically downloads new updates whenever they are available. Now, in addition to the updates, it's important also to activate the option to automatically install security updates and system data files. The next section of the audit looks at how easy it is to access part of your computer from within the local network. So for instance, there is a nice feature called uh, screen sharing, which I talked about in uh, episode 16. And uh, now it's great because this means that you could have, for instance, a Mac mini somewhere in a closet without uh, a screen and access and see the desktop of your Mac mini from your MacBook Pro or your iMac, for instance. But at the same time, it's opening a vulnerability because if someone discovers that it's possible to see what to see your screen and your desktop, well, you can imagine it's not a it's not a good thing. So in this case, if you don't need to do screen sharing, it's better to turn it off. And if you need it, then you can define parameters by which you can say only some user accounts can access screen sharing and you can even set a password for people using the VNC protocol. Now for file sharing, it's similar. If you don't need to share a folder from your main machine, with other machines in your network, it's better to turn it off. Now, if you absolutely need to do some file sharing, then again, please define only the user account that can access the shared folders. And also, if you only have Apple devices or if you have PCs, but you don't need to access files from the PC on your Mac, then it's best to also deactivate Samba or SMB as well as Windows sharing. The same principle applies uh, to printer sharing, remote login, remote management, remote Apple events, and also Bluetooth sharing. 
In all those cases, if you don't need to activate them, keep them turned off. And if you need to activate them, then define and restrict who has access to these features. And talking about user accounts, it's more secure if the account that you use on your Mac the most does not have administrator privileges, but only standard privileges. And you would have then on the side a second account which would have administrator uh, privileges for installing uh, things and uh, for changing system-wide uh, preferences. But by having a, a standard account, then even if your computer or your user account would get compromised, the, the malware would not be able to do a lot of damage because it would not have enough privileges to do so. In addition to having a standard user account for the day-to-day -day operation, it's recommended to turn off automatic login, meaning that whenever you turn on your computer, you would still need to select your user account and enter your password. And also, if you really want to up the game and, and increase the security, rather than having an, an, the icon with your name and you just click on it and you enter the password, it's possible to configure the, the login window in such a way that it's displaying boxes where you actually need to enter the name of your user account in addition to the password. So it's a, it's a hurdle, an additional hurdle for thieves and hackers. Talking about theft or losing a device, this is where the time machine configuration is important. So having activated time machine is a way to keep our data available and the same way that I recommend to encrypt the hard drive of your computer. I also recommend to encrypt the time machine backup. Now, ideally, this is something, the, an option that you tick when you set, uh, when you set up uh, your time machine backup, but it's feasible to do it afterwards. It's a bit tricky. You have to go to uh, time machine, select the disk and remove the disk from time machine. So don't worry, your backup is still there, but it's just that you have to reselect, reconfigure time machine if you want. But this time by reselecting the disk, you tick the option encrypt the disk. And what time machine will do is it will reconnect your time machine backup, your existing time machine backup. And in the background, it will start encrypting the backup disk. And in my audit, I go a step further and I check how long ago the last time machine backup occurred. Because once I was visiting a customer and we go through the audit and 
they have a time machine backup and it's encrypted but the problem was that the cable got disconnected and so they did not realize that the computer was not backing up to time machine and so by just by checking through the time machine icon in the menu bar the last time the backup ran I saw that it was like month two or three months ago that the computer actually stopped making backups now in addition to time machine backups I look also at third-party off-site backup solutions so in case there is a fire a flood or somebody steals your time machine backup drive it's better to have an, another backup that is stored off-site and that could be at the bank in the in a safe for instance but it could also be in the cloud the next section of the audit is about safari and here i recommend not to let safari open files immediately after they are downloaded so yes it's a bit inconvenient that you need to go to the downloads folder and, and double click on something but at least if you have an antivirus it will leave some time for the antivirus to analyze the, the threat another important aspect of safari is called autofill and here the same even though it's quite useful to have autofill at the same time it's a potential vulnerability so it's best to turn off autofill for your usernames and passwords and your contact information and either use a third-party password manager or go manually to safari preferences then the password tab enter your user account password to access your passwords and then do a copy paste of the password for the, the account that you try to access then safari has the option to warn you when fraudulent websites are visited so make sure that this option is ticked and the same way that it's important to go from time to time to the privacy section of system preferences to see which apps have access to your camera and so on the same applies to safari so there also have a look at which websites have asked permission to access your microphone your location your camera and have a routine a, a weekly habit to look if there's something that needs to be changed there something that i uh, look at also in my audit is whether or not you have installed a content blocker the purpose of a content blocker is to prevent scripts and advertisement to run automatically when you visit a web page 
and there is uh, something called malvertising which is uh, malware embedded in an ad and so this is very dangerous because without any action on your part just visiting a website which has an, an ad that uh, has a malware in it you could get your computer infected so just visiting a website so this is why it's important to me to have a content blocker installed in safari and then talking about uh, safari extensions there is uh, something called the safari extension gallery and it's possible to tick an option so that those extensions are automatically updated by Safari. Now, everything that I said for Safari applies for third-party browsers. So in my audit, I will go through Chrome, Firefox, Opera, any other third-party uh, browser on your computer and see whether or not you have unchecked uh, autofill, you have installed a content blocker and so on. And talking about uh, malware, I check whether an anti-malware or anti-virus application has been installed on the computer. The final thing that I check is the usage of a VPN or virtual uh, private network when connecting to untrusted Wi-Fi networks. This is especially useful for MacBooks, MacBook Airs and MacBook Pros because it's a way to completely obfuscate the traffic between your device and the server that is controlled by your VPN provider. So this concludes my Mac security audit. And as I said at the beginning of the show, as a MacPreneur listener, you get to go through a digital self-audit and have a 30 minutes uh, Skype call with me to discuss the outcome and a concrete uh, action plan. Now, to benefit from this exclusive offer, just click on the link in the show notes available at macpreneur.com forward slash episode 20 and use coupon code PODCAST to get 45 euros off the regular price. Next week, I'll do a similar exercise, but for iPhones and iPad. And before I conclude this episode, I'd like to make a quick announcement. I'll be at the Upreneur Summit in London starting Friday, November the 2nd to Sunday, November 4th. So if you're around or if you're at the Upreneur Summit yourself, just... Uh, Stop by, pop by and uh, say hello and uh, it will be a, a pleasure to, to chat with you and, and uh, discuss about uh, Mac and iOS stuff with you. So I hope um, this show was valuable to you. So until next time, I'm Damien Schroes, wishing you a great day.